0: Welcome to Junior L's and Now What? Episode 138, Journey of Joy, Day 39. Forging the Broken. The broken and weak through whispers and peace are guided to the refiner, the bringer of harmony and light. Where doubt can purify into hope, where flaws can be foiled into strengths, the master can forge us anew. But first we must willingly enter the flames, Junior L. Eternally leveling up number five. Don't be afraid to break, and then enter the flames to be forged anew. Part of being broken is being willing to admit when you were wrong, when you made a mistake. Sometimes change is the easy part. Breaking our pride is the hard. An example that I enjoy from a sci-fi movie, one might call a B sci-fi movie, is Battleship. The main character gets into multiple fights with another character in the show and at some point he is faced with a choice and that choice is get revenge on another enemy or save this person that he has fought with, a person who he blames for a lot of negative actions in his life. He, through the help of others, chooses to save this other man's life and that choice leads to another choice down the road where he has the choice to lead this motri crew of people, if that's a term, or to turn the leadership over to this other person who knows more. He had to swallow his pride. Now was the change he had to go through afterwards any easier? Perhaps not. But swallowing his pride in those two scenarios made all the difference in how all of it unfolds in the end. And it certainly was difficult but it was necessary for him to grow. Another character who had a similar change was Alma the Younger from the Book of Mormon, my wife's favorite character. He was a person who led a truly, let's say, terrible life, meaning he made a lot of life's choices that were very contrary to what he was led to understand was the truth, God's law, as it were. Not only was he going contrary, but he was leading others astray. When he was finally confronted with the chance to change, to break his own pride, he went into a state of basically a coma for three days and three nights. And to him, it was hell. Uh, He described it as one of the most horrible experiences of his life. Now, granted, it ended as one of the sweetest. But was the rest of his life easier because of that choice? Certainly not. Was it better? Absolutely. But what was the hardest part? The hardest part was finally saying, yes, I was wrong. That choice, that breaking of the pride, that's where it is so hard. I still remember a story from the early days as being a father. My oldest son was probably around two, and I'm a huge fan of music, as you well know from my multiple discussions on that in this podcast. And we were listening to a soundtrack, which was from the various Rocky movies, all kind of the greatest hits kind of thing. This is back in the days of CDs, which we don't really listen to all that much anymore. Now it's just you know, streaming uh, music and what have you. And I had a favorite song on that album. My son, my oldest son, had a favorite song on that album as well. And I was listening to the music in the background, but I wasn't paying close attention. And we were quote unquote taking turns. And he tried to convince me that we had not yet listened to his song. And I had told him and insisted that it was my turn to listen to mine. And it took probably a good 10 minutes for all of the reality to come crashing down on me and for me to realize how utterly and horribly wrong I actually was. Now, was this a trivial topic? Yes. But as a father to a son, it is important to be honest and it is important to truly help our children, my children, understand that I am human and imperfect. And as hard as it was to admit to him, I had to admit to him that I was wrong. I also tried to help my three children understand that I am an imperfect being who has made mistakes and will continue to make mistakes, and not to trust me as their father because I'm perfect, but because I am doing my best with the hope that they too will do their best. One of the cool attributes of admitting when we're wrong, as terrible as this sounds, because it makes it sound like we're going to be wrong constantly, but like any muscle, when we start to admit that we are wrong or have done wrong, frankly, the better we get at admitting it. Not that it gets any easier. I think that's one of the the many um, misconceptions we get. When you work out and you lift weights, the efforts of lifting a weight breaks the muscle down, kind of like breaking our pride. And then when we come to lift again, the muscles are building back up. They are getting stronger. Does that mean lifting that same weight is easier? Well, arguably, the mass of the weight is the same. The gravity on earth is more or less the same. And therefore, the same amount of effort has to go into it. But you are better able to handle it. So it is better and you're more able to do it. And the same is true with admitting when you're wrong. So I advocate as you are facing life and wanting to improve yourself, and you're breaking to rebuild, then make your own joy in this journey and start building that muscle. It sounds contrary to happiness, but frankly, when you can finally let go, it's one of the greatest things you can do. To bring happiness Uh, another story i've been re-watching an old sci-fi that i've quoted a few times um, called babylon five and one of the races in that story has a religious tradition they do it's a what they call a reawakening ceremony and in part of it they talk about giving up something that is important almost invaluable to you and one of the characters refuses to join this ceremony and throughout the course of the show Throughout the course of this episode, they're constantly asking him why. And finally, he admits to them it's because he feels he has nothing more to give up. He'd lost his family. He lost all of his possessions. He lost everybody he cared about. And not just because they vanished or disappeared, but because they had died. In some cases, horribly tragic ways. And he felt that he had nothing more to give. And the character that he was speaking with said that that was what he needed to give up, was basically survivor's guilt. He needed to let go so that he could finally move on. And that is the same with anything about us when we're wrong. When we hold on to that, it becomes an anchor, and not the kind of anchor that our Savior has to us. This is the kind of anchor that keeps us from moving forward. This is the kind of anchor that when the tides come in, we're stuck, and the water continues to rise and rise around us. We need to be able to be broken so that we can get released from that anchor and we can rise to the surface and finally breathe again.